Welcome to Karmic Imprints, a podcast that explores the unconscious stories, mythologies, soul memories, astrological archetypes, ancestral legacies, past life patterns, and historical happenings that drive us to support the process of awakening to and engaging with this underlying psychic content in a more conscious and intentional way. I'm your host, Diana Westley, an evolutionary astrologer, spiritual coach, and lover of all things archetypal. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Karmic Imprints podcast. I'm excited to be sharing a topic that I hold very near and dear to my heart today, the North and South Node of the Moon. And this topic in particular, this astrological topic, is very significant today because this North and South Node, this evolutionary axis that we work with in astrology, is changing signs. So over the past 18 months, the past year and a half or so, we've been working with the North Node in Taurus and the South Node in Scorpio. And today they're transitioning over to Aries, where the North Node will be for the next 18 months, the next year and a half or so until January of 2025. Um, And the South Node is moving into Libra. And so this is a really big shift, both for our personal growth and evolution, as well as that of the collective right now. And I'll explain more about what the North and South Node mean, about what this big sign change means. Um, But basically, we're, we're kind of in this pivotal moment today, this upcoming week, where we are in this transitional phase. We're about to switch over from one major set of lessons that we've been working with and begin down a new path, a new path of evolution, a new path of growth. Of course, taking what we've learned, taking what um, growth has already occurred, and now kind of applying that to this this new chapter. So a really quick refresher for those who aren't familiar with the North and South Node of the Moon. Um, Basically, the South Node is always where we begin. This is a point in our birth charts. Um, It's a point by transit as well. So these these points are always moving around the zodiac, around the celestial wheel. Um, But it's a point in our birth charts, first and foremost, that's linked to our past life experiences. It's associated with our souls, where they've already been, kind of the qualities, the talents, the gifts they've already developed, but also an area where we've kind of overdone it. We've experienced so much um, time and an energy surrounding this sign and, and house as well, where the south node falls, that we've experienced the more shadowy, kind of like the worst, least comfortable, most frustrating sides of that sign and house as well. And so with the south node, we're really looking at old karmic patterns that we're likely to get stuck in, as well as 
you know, kind of these conditioned responses and default responses that we enter into this lifetime with. Um, if we're living in our south node, we tend to feel kind of complacent. Like it feels easy when we're working with south node energy, but it's not uncommon to find ourselves kind of repeating the same patterns, getting stuck in the same karmic loops, we wonder how we ended up back here yet again <laughs> when we're working with South Node energy because it's so compelling to kind of get pulled into these old patterns. We've been doing them for lifetimes. They feel comfortable. On some level, they feel easy, even if they're kind of uncomfortable and they're really not that easy to keep up. It's easier than doing something different. So that's the energy that we're working with with the South Node. We're doing the same thing over and over again, and it's just not really working for us anymore. It feels stagnant. It feels stale. We feel stuck and kind of burned burned out in that area represented by the south node of the moon. Whereas the north node offers us a way out, a way to break free from this karmic cycle, this karmic patterning that we've been stuck in. It's a new path forward and it usually challenges us. It feels kind of uncomfortable because it's foreign, it's different. And yet at the same time, when we start working with the North Node's energy, um, the energy of the sign that the North Node is in, in our birth charts or even by transit, the house that that North Node is in or, or currently moving through. As we start leaning into that sign energy, that area of life, we tend to feel like we're finally growing, we're finally evolving, and on some level, like we're moving in the direction of our soul's purpose in this lifetime. Um, if our purpose is to come here to grow, to evolve, to become better versions of ourselves, to learn lessons than the North Node is really kind of the, the guiding light that's, that's moving us toward that direction of purpose, of growth, of soul evolution. And so with this South and North Node, we're basically looking at this, this evolutionary path from the past into the present slash future. Recently, we've been working with that south node in Scorpio, so old karmic patterns surrounding the energy of the sign Scorpio. Um, and that has looked like confronting deep compulsions, compulsive behavior, complexes, especially complexes that bring us into a place of fear, of distrust, of worry that will be abandoned. Um, Scorpio lifetimes, um, Scorpio karma tends to bring us face to face with really difficult, catastrophic, life-altering experiences and events. And so there's a, a tendency when we're working with that South Node in Scorpio, which we have been for the past 18 months, um, to kind of get pulled into unnecessary drama, complexity, fears, um, and, and really kind of get stuck in that space of, of kind of catastrophic thinking. Um, it's really easy with that south node in Scorpio, again, what we've been working with, 
to make life more difficult than it has to be because of, again, these, these fears, this distrust of life, of the goodness of life, because of this tendency to make things more complex, more complicated than they need to be, um, that all roots from this place of fear. If I'm not checking around every corner, if I'm not making sure that people can't screw me over or hurt me or harm me in some way, um, then someone's gonna kind of do something terrible to me or life's gonna throw something really horrific and traumatic my way. When we're working with that south node, this is the soul conditioning, right? This is our souls remembering some of the worst experiences that we've had in past lifetimes. Um, people born with that south node in Scorpio, they've been through a lot of stuff. Like they have really been through the ringer, have been confronted with life and death situations, maybe confronted with a lot of death and loss, painful, catastrophic, dark experiences, experiencing the darkness in life, in human nature. We kind of have to move out of the dark at some point in order to continue our growth. We have to move out of a place of distrust, of fear, of assuming the worst is coming for us if we want to continue growing. And that's the call that the North Node in Taurus has been bringing us. It's been asking us to simplify. Things don't need to be so complex. Can we embrace more peace, simplicity, serenity, more presence? It also encouraged us to come back to our bodies, to kind of move out of these spiralic emotions that sometimes pulled us down into these heavy places, into this darkness, um, balancing that with more embodiment, with more, again, presence in our bodies, noticing what's going well for us in the present moment, what feels good in our bodies in the present moment, reconnecting with our senses, you know, finding joy in the smell of a citrus tree or the taste of, you know, our favorite food. These are the kinds of things that Taurus has encouraged us to come back to, to reground, to recenter, so that we're not kind of getting pulled into these emotional maelstroms and so on. As we've been working with this North Node in Taurus, many of us may have found this deep desire again to experience some level of peace, of self-containment. Scorpio energy tends to pull us really deeply into other people's experiences, other people's energies, other people's emotions. Taurus has said, come back to ourselves and, and really focus more on our own needs, our own body's needs, our own material needs, um, you know, in this human incarnation, come back to those things, recenter on those things, focus on those things for a while so that we can continue growing by stabilizing ourselves, stabilizing our souls, and so on. So that's a big energy that we've been working with, um, again, over the past 18 months or so. And now we're, we're coming from this space of 
coming back to ourselves, doing some work around our self-worth, our self-value, becoming more self-sufficient um, is a big Taurus word, and, and becoming more embodied. All of that is kind of our starting place as we're now transitioning into this North Node in Aries and the South Node in Libra today. And so I should probably note here that there are two ways of thinking about the lunar nodes, this north and south node of the moon. One is using the mean nodes um, or the average nodes, which basically kind of um, reduces the, the wobble or kind of the movement backward and forward of the true node, where the north and south node on um, these mathematical points truly are. Stephen Forrest, who's one of the founding fathers of evolutionary astrology, um, this branch of astrology that focuses heavily on the north and south node, he likes to use the mean lunar nodes, which change signs today, July 12th, um, into Aries and Libra. The true lunar nodes are changing signs on July 17th, so just less than a week away. They they tend to move really closely together, um, and so generally speaking, it doesn't really matter which one you use because they're often within a couple degrees of each other. They're really close, um, and yeah, and it's it's kind of, you know, all the same thing. That said, if you are about to have a baby in the next few days, or if you were born when the mean node was in one sign and the true node was in another sign, um, you might want to look at your birth chart, kind of look into those two different um, nodal axes. You know, if, if you're right there kind of on the cusp where the mean node has entered a new axis like is happening today, but the true node hasn't quite made that shift yet, um, you might want to look into that just to see which nodal axis seems to suit you better. Um, at the end of the day, the choice is yours. You get to work with the, the nodal axis that seems to fit you, that seems to fit your personality, your needs, your evolutionary growth opportunity, and so on. Um, but that said, you know, we, we do have these two different ways of working with the North and South node. It sounds confusing, but it's not actually that big of a difference, again, because they're always moving so closely together. And if you don't know how to pull up your North and South node, um, Typically, the, the North Node automatically shows when you pull up most free birth charts. I personally like to use astro.com um, and use their extended chart selection. It just has a really robust set of options. You can pull in asteroids and other stuff there, and it's all free, which is really nice. Um, but there, if you're looking for the true node, you don't need to select anything except descending node, which is going to give you where the south node is in your chart. Another quick cheat there is that the north and south node are always exactly opposite. So if your north node is at 10 degrees Capricorn, your south node is at 10 degrees of Cancer because they're always exactly opposite to the degree in opposing signs. Um, 
If you want to look up the, the mean node um, instead, then you have to go into that extended chart selection and select that option. And then you can see kind of what the difference is. Again, usually if you're not born, um, you know, at 29 or zero degrees of a, a lunar node axis, um, then you're probably, you know, there's probably going to be zero difference between your north node, the true node that's shown just kind of the default fault in the mean node. Um, but if you do want to look that up, I'd encourage you to do so and just kind of see what the difference is there, see if there's anything notable in, in the difference between those two and so on. I just wanted to share that as a little aside because, again, it can be a bit confusing, especially if different astrologers are using different dates for the, the sign changes of the north and south node. Um, Typically, the reason for that is going to be that, again, um, some are going to be working with this mean north node, south node, um, and some will be working with the true north and south node. But again, in this case, they're moving really closely together. Today, the mean nodes change signs on July 12th, um, and then on Monday, just after the new moon in Cancer on July 17th, the true nodes will change signs. And, and then again, for the next 18 months until January of 2025, we'll be working with this Aries North Node, Libra South Node, and, and that won't change regardless of whether you're using the mean nodes or the true nodes. So just wanted to share that as a quick aside before I dig into what the actual meaning of this Aries North Node, Libra South Node is for us. Okay, so this Aries North Node Libra South Node axis is one that I personally feel very passionately about because it is the North and South Node that I was born under. So I am an Aries North Node native, we call it. Um, my husband is also an Aries North Node like me, so is my father. And my firstborn child that's due um, this fall is also due to be an Aries North Node. <laughs> so there's a lot of that energy, a lot of that evolutionary growth opportunity um, for me personally and my family surrounding me. And so um, this is one that I have quite a bit of familiarity with and experience with. Um, first, I'll go ahead and share a bit about the Libra South Node. So again, this is where we're coming from, um, you know, some default patterns, some karmic patterns that we're ready to break free from. Personally, collectively, we're ready for some really big shifts um, as it pertains to the shadow side of that Libra energy. So this um, might look like for you um, kind of moving away from any karmic patterns or tendencies or conditioning surrounding being too nice or agreeable, bending over backwards for others, avoiding conflict at all costs, repressing anger and other less seemly or kind of like wild emotions, seeking approval from others, maintaining peace at all costs, overemphasizing physical beauty and attractiveness, keeping up appearances, over-apologizing, being defined by our relationships with others versus defining our own identities and our own selves, 
indecision and getting kind of stuck waffling between decisions, seeing too many shades of gray and not being able to move forward, prioritizing others' needs over our own, being afraid to take a stand or have a difference of opinion, debilitating diplomacy, always playing the mediator, losing ourselves in others, harboring judgment, and overcompromising. All of these things can lead to burnout, passive-aggressive behavior, codependence, loss of self, and often resentment when we're working with this south node in Libra. And relationships really tend to come to the forefront because they're an area where it's really easy for us with the south node in Libra to, again, kind of lose ourselves, yield more than we should, bend until we break. Um, and again, this, this desire to avoid rocking the boat is kind of a, a Libra tendency. Libra is looking for peace and serenity, just like that Taurus North Node was. But in this case, it compromises the self. It compromises um, our own peace, our own self-love, our own self-care um, for that of others. Generally speaking, this isn't a terrible thing, right? Libra has a lot of really positive qualities, the ability to compromise, the ability to own our mistakes, to admit when we're wrong, the ability to create peace, to mediate, to get along with others. None of these are inherently bad at all, but when we overdo it, when we overextend ourselves in this area, then again, we hit this wall. We experience a feeling of stuckness. And we typically find ourselves feeling pretty resentful of others in the process um, and sometimes judgmental of others as well. We tend to see ourselves as kind of doing everything right in our relationships when we're working with the shadow side of the Libra South node. Um, and then we start to really kind of judge or, or maybe criticize even others for not doing things as well as we are. We're being so nice. <laughs> We're being so helpful. We're doing so much for others. We're always putting ourselves and our own needs aside. Um, and, and how could they be so selfish, right? <laughs> These are the types of things that tend to come up when we're working with the South Node in Libra, um, both natally, like myself, and I'm sure other people listening to this podcast right now, but also um, themes that tend to come up when the North and South Node are transiting on this axis, when the, tr the South Node is transiting or moving through um, Libra, which it's doing again for the next 18 months. So then the antidote to that, the way of breaking free from this Libra pattern is to look to its opposite sign, which is Aries. And so the Aries North Node the way that we break these patterns, that we continue our soul evolution over the next 18 months, and again, if we have an Aries North Node natally, um, looks like being brave enough to be direct and honest with ourselves and others. It looks like self-assertion, healthy self-regard, 
self-knowledge and developing a strong sense of self. You can hear that the word self is coming up a lot here because Aries is where we define ourselves. It's where we come into a sense of self. It's where our spirit, um, you know, kind of becomes a, a new identity in the world. Um, Aries is beginnings, it's birth, it's incarnation of, of, of the spiritual soul energy. So we really, if we've missed out on developing our sense of self, if we've missed out on developing an identity and, and getting to know ourselves and who we really are, then this North Node in Aries is saying, come back to yourself. Be okay with being a little bit selfish and self-focused for a little while. It's what's needed right now if we've lost ourselves and others. The only way to come back is to carve out time to really recommit to and rededicate ourselves to ourselves. <laughs> so again, that word self comes up a lot. Um, and there's a reason for that. It's, it's important. We need to know who we are. We need to tune into our truth and, and reconnect with that in order to continue growing right now. This North Node also looks like decisiveness, getting comfortable making a decision. It's the courage to be ourselves and live in our truth. It's standing up for ourselves, for others, for what we believe in, even when it means we have to stand alone at times. It's getting comfortable with conflict, even if it feels messy, even if we're not good at it. We're, we're asked to get comfortable with it right now, to grow into it, to lean into it, to develop a healthy relationship with our anger. If we've only ever repressed our anger <laughs> and then seen it kind of like explode or implode out in uncomfortable ways, this is a really powerful time to learn how to work with our anger, to honor it, to recognize that it serves a purpose. It's a time to seek our own approval rather than that of others, to confront any fears that keep us from embracing the new and living an inspired and spirited life. It's about getting in touch with our wildness and allowing it to ruffle from feathers, including our own. <laughs> you know, that Libra um, shadow in particular really likes to keep everything kind of neat and keep up those appearances, um, keep all of our feathers completely um, I don't know what birds do with their feathers, but <laughs> to keep them in line, to keep them looking nice, right? And, and this says, ruffle those feathers, look a little funky, be okay with, with, you know, other people not approving of us, be okay with, you know, kind of stirring the pot, rocking the boat, creating some change just by being who we are, like getting comfortable with that. It's a time to untether ourselves from socially appointed roles. So it's all about coming into our true roles. Like what are the roles that we're really here to serve in the world? What's our purpose? Not what are the roles that others have put on us? Um, especially when we think about Libra, that could be the role of the peacemaker and mediator. Um, for middle children out there, 
could be that role of the middle child, um, the glue that holds the family together, the one that, that goes along with what everybody else wants to do, um, and everybody appreciates them because it makes things so easy. Maybe those roles are roles that we need to shed now, and it's time to to really come into the roles of our own choosing. That's that's that Aries North node. It's about trusting our hunches and listening to our instincts. And again, that Taurus North node really helped with this because it brought us back to our bodies. It helped us get present with ourselves to, to kind of tap into that inner animal. That's so much of the Taurus energy we've been working with. And now we get to lean into those instincts more and allow those to guide us and allow those to move us forward, to help us make difficult decisions, to help us you know, take leaps of faith and, and things like that. Instead of trying to constantly create peace, now we're finding peace within ourselves with not being liked by everybody. Can we be at peace with others not liking us? That is part of working with the Aries North Node. And this isn't about going out there and starting stuff just to kind of get other people riled up. Um, it's not about being a difficult person in the world. It's just about being who we are and accepting that not everybody is going to like who we truly genuinely are can we be okay with that can we be at peace with that that is the Aries north node it's about learning to like ourselves it's okay if other people don't like us if we genuinely like us <laughs> that's what Aries is here to teach us it says it's okay to just really like who we are, to like what we do, to like our choices, to like our path, even if others don't, even if they don't get it, if they don't approve of it, if they don't appreciate it, if they don't value it, that's okay as long as we do. It's also about being okay with not having a partner at all times and or spending time alone and maintaining an independent identity when we are partnered. So the North Node in Aries doesn't mean we have to break up if we're in a partnership or a relationship of some form. It doesn't mean we have to go out in the wilderness and live alone for the next 18 months. But what it does encourage us to do is figure out who we are within our partnerships and relationships, to no longer allow them to define us, to no longer over-identify with others if in some way that has served to limit us or debilitate us, um, or again, just leave us feeling kind of egoless and identityless. Um, I know that in a lot of kind of spiritual practices, transcending our ego is a really big part of our spiritual growth but we have to have an ego too like we have to have a sense of self we have to know who we are it's part of our strength it's part of our survival in this human incarnation and so if we've kind of lost sight of that then we have to strengthen our ego and kind of redevelop it as part of working with this fiery aries north node Again, it's about no longer needing to please others in our appearance and our personality as well. So that Libra South node ruled by the planet Venus, the planet of beauty, the planet of love and loveliness, um, it can pull us into a space where we're so focused on our appearances, we're so focused on pleasing others and appearing beautiful to others 
that we lose ourselves in that. We lose ourselves in our looks instead of really, you know, asking ourselves, what do I want to look like? You know, what appearance actually suits me? Maybe I want to look a little rough around the edges. Maybe, um, maybe I don't want to focus as much on my appearance. Maybe I'm just happy with the way I look, happy with the way I am, all natural, right? So, so this is some of the stuff that this Aries North Node brings up is, you know, what, what does beauty and attractiveness really look like and mean to us? Not others' standards, not others' definitions, um, but, but what does it really mean to us as individuals? Um, and, you know, if we're feeling like we're tired and we're burned out of trying to be physically attractive, um, personality-wise attractive and appealing to others, then it's probably a sign that we need to reconnect with what we truly find attractive, what we truly value within ourselves and kind of recommit to that. And finally, it's about finding and then doing what lights our inner spark, what kindles our passion, what kindles our motivation. Um, these are all things that that Aries North Node is really pulling us toward. Again, this is less about doing what others want, doing what others expect of us, um, doing what we think we're supposed to be doing, and more about moving from spirit, moving from inspiration, moving from that inner fire, that inner passion, and allowing that to guide us forward over the next 18 months or so. So that's kind of a high-level synopsis, some of the major themes that we're working with, with this Libra South node, um, you know, these karmic patterns and this Aries North node, what we're growing toward, how we can break free from some of these karmic patterns um, that, again, tend to feel pretty deeply entrenched when we're working with the North and South node. Okay, so another thing that we want to look at when we're talking about the north and south node of the moon is the planetary rulers of these signs. So with the south node in Libra, the planetary ruler of the south node, the planet that's going to tell us more about kind of how this Libra south node patterning, karmic patterns are playing out, is going to be Venus. And this is a bit confusing because Venus has actually been the ruling planet of the North Node in Taurus these past 18 months. So over the past year and a half, when we've been thinking about our growth, our evolution, the way forward, we've been looking at that North Node in Taurus and we've been looking at the planet Venus. Now we're going to start to experience more of the shadow sides of Venus as Libra becomes the south node and its planetary ruler is once again Venus. Um, so we're looking at the shadow qualities of the planet Venus, the way that, that it's kind of leading us into a place of stuckness, of stagnancy, um, back into karmic cycles, and so on over the next year and a half. So Venus um, is currently doing some pretty interesting things in the sky. It's in its pre-retrograde shadow right now in the sign Leo. And so it will be in Leo um, until 
October, early October of this year, and it's been in Leo for some time already. So we're getting a really, really long lesson surrounding the, the Leo archetype right now with Venus um, ruling the North Node in Taurus while it was in Leo, and now with Venus ruling the South Node in Libra while in Leo. Um, some of the positive kind of Leo qualities that we were picking up on while the North Node was in Taurus um, were confidence, pride in ourselves, you know, allowing ourselves to shine, to take up space, to be bigger, to be brilliant, to be radiant, to be freaking awesome. That was kind of the lesson that Leo, um, that, that Venus and Leo has been trying to teach us with the North Node in Taurus. It's been saying, you know, really love ourselves, have confidence in ourselves, know our value, know our worth, um, and be willing to to be a bit extra about that, you know, don't hide our shine, don't hide our brilliance, don't hold back. Um, and courage is a big part of that Leo archetype as well. So it's been saying, be bold, be courageous in creatively expressing ourselves and unapologetically and unabashedly sharing our gifts and sharing our light with the world. So that's where we're coming from. But now, as we move into um, the South Node in Libra, we might start to witness some of the more difficult qualities of that Venus in Leo placement, especially since, as I mentioned, Venus is in its pre-retrograde shadow and will soon station retrograde um, on July 22nd through September 3rd, we'll have Venus retrograding or kind of appearing to move backwards in the sky. Um, and so when we're working with kind of Venus and Leo in its shadow form, we're experiencing more, um, more of a, a kind of crippling pride side of Leo. Um, we are experiencing the side of Leo that lives for the applause, that kind of derives a lot of its worth and a lot of its value from others, from others approving of us. Um, so Leo is a very warm and loving sign, and it can be comfortable with standing on its own as a fire sign. Um, but it also really, you know, looks to others, looks to others, um, you know, approval, looks to others, um, kind of celebration of, of it, of, of that Venus and Leo. Um, it looks to others for validation for um for its confidence at times and so that's kind of what we're working with as the south node moves into Lib libra and we're starting to work with this kind of shadow venus and leo we can also find ourselves kind of fixating even more on appearances with venus and leo because there is um, a strong focus on kind of self um, when we're working with that sign Leo. Leo is another fire sign, which means there's a strong emphasis on self-development. Fantastic mm -hmm. energy when we're thinking about that um, north node in Aries that we're working toward. And actually Venus is going to be making a really harmonious aspect, this treen with the north node in Aries in the coming weeks. Um, but at the same time, 
too much self-focus, too much self-absorption um, with Venus and Leo, especially when it's like negative self-focus, um, kind of picking ourselves apart, seeing all of the ways in which we're physically flawed, in which we're maybe not quite beautiful or not quite good enough, um, can also lead us into kind of more of the, the shadowy qualities of our self-focus and at times maybe unhealthy self-absorption. Um, Venus and Leo can also um, kind of romanticize relationships and, and you know, have expectations that are kind of grandiose when it comes to relationships. Um, and that can also really pull us into this fixation on relationships that that south node in Libra tends to get stuck in. And so all of these things are things we're going to be kind of noticing, working with um, until early October as we're working with this Venus and Leo placement. And with it stationing retrograde in particular, retrogradation tends to pull us into the past. It tends to have us looking at, you know, old experiences in relationships, um, areas where we're kind of, you know, repeating old patterns when it comes to love and relationships, um, where we're getting stuck in old patterns surrounding our value and our worthiness that aren't serving us. Um, in general, it, it tends to be a time of looking backward, which aligns perfectly with the South Node moving into Libra because the South Node is all about the past, all about the karmic past. So in the coming weeks, um, starting now basically, but, but very much so from July 22nd until September 3rd when Venus is actually retrograde, it's going to be a really powerful time to be looking at the past, looking at old relationship patterns, looking at you know, where we've allowed ourselves to get stuck through our actions, through our behaviors, maybe through indecision, um, maybe through, you know, romanticizing relationships that, that really weren't right for us or really didn't serve us, maybe through putting ourselves or putting others on a pedestal. That's not uncommon with Leo either. Um, and then, you know, people falling off those pedestals because none of us are perfect. Um, that's all stuff that we're going to be looking back at, kind of looking at the past and even very recent past, you know, kind of where we're coming from this, this year even um, in relationships so that we can start to move past and move away from some old, unhealthy, stuck patterns surrounding our experience of relationships, surrounding our value, our worthiness our beauty and and so on all of these venus themes um when Le the sorry when venus finally moves into virgo um in early october around the 8th of october um we're going to find ourselves in kind of a new set of karmic patterns that we're working with and same for every other sign it moves into for the next year and a half. With Virgo, um, we tend to, to move into a very service-oriented space in our relationships. We can find ourselves being a bit more critical and, and maybe offering unwanted criticism at some times within our relationships. Um, and so those are some patterns that we have to watch for, um, especially with that south node in Libra, with Venus and Virgo, resentment can run really high. And that's because Virgo is so 
um, helpful. It, it's always wanting to do things for others, help others, um, and and you know, kind of be that that person who can step in and fix things, um, the person who can again be of service to others in some way. But this is a really really quick road to burnout, a really quick road to feeling overwhelmed, to feeling overtaxed. Um, and so when we're working with that Venus in Virgo from about October 8th until November 8th, those are some themes that we're going to be looking at. Um, you know, this, this theme of only being of value if we're useful to others, um, kind of moving into the space of being a martyr or a doormat, those are going to be some really big themes. And then when Venus enters Libra um, and, and joins the South Node from November 8th until December 4th of this year, um, we're really going to be getting this double dose of um, karmic patterning, patterning surrounding our, um, our relationships, surrounding, you know, others' approval, being overly apologetic, um, needing others to like us, needing others to validate us, all of those themes will really be driven home even more strongly. And we're going to have to be very, very mindful of tendencies that we have to kind of lose ourselves, our identities, and others, allow others to make decisions for us, and so on. Um, and then when it moves into Scorpio um, in December and, and into the new year, I won't go all the way through 2020 with all the Venus signs because um, I'll, I'll talk more about some of that when I come back and do my 2024 episode for karmic imprints. Um, but when it moves into Scorpio, we're going to be kind of getting this, this repeat, this revisitation of some of the themes when the South Node is in Scorpio. Um, themes surrounding, you know, intensity and distrust in relationships, fears, abandonment complexes, all of that um, will Will start to come up when Venus moves into Scorpio around December 4th. So again, Venus is going to be the planet to watch, to look for. What's it doing in the sky? Is it making, you know, square aspects or oppositions to other planets that would create a bit more challenge for us and really kind of, you know, bring that full karmic slate <laughs> kind of resurfacing and, and surging back into our lives, um, you know, noticing where it's moving through in our charts. Obviously, we want to do the same with the north and south node, you know, noticing what house um, Aries falls in or what houses it falls in in our birth chart and same with the houses that Libra falls in um, and kind of like learning more about what those houses might signify and, and kind of the growth in, in those areas of life that's going to be needed. Um, if we have planets in Aries or Libra, kind of paying attention to when the North and South node are passing over those planets. Um, and similarly, if we have planets in Capricorn or Cancer, the North and South node are going to be squaring those planets. We might feel some evolutionary lessons really coming through strongly surrounding any planets that the North and South node are touching or aspecting in our birth chart. All of these things are important to look at. But same with Venus and same with Mars, which I'll touch on in a moment. Um, Venus, knowing what Venus is doing, knowing where it's moving through in your birth chart, noticing when it makes conjunctions 
relations to planets in your birth charts or other major aspects um, is going to be really important as well for kind of recognizing the karmic lessons that are surfacing um, in order to be able to release them and move past them. So again, that's Venus, that's the new planetary ruler of the, the south node, the karmic south node, while it's in Libra. Now for the north node and its planetary ruler. Um, as the north node moves through Aries, it will be ruled by the planet Mars. Um, and Mars is now in Virgo. It just moved into Virgo this week and will be through the end of August. And so this feels significant because Mars in Virgo is a sign associated, or Virgo rather, is a sign associated with discernment. Um, learning what is a no for us, learning what's a yes for us, um, it, it can really help us in the process of making decisions as we're working with this Aries energy of, um, you know, kind of releasing and letting go of anything that isn't us so we can come back to the truth of who we are. Um, Virgo is a sign associated with wholeness as well, with returning to our wholeness. That's kind of where this um, original idea of the virgin came from. It was one who was whole into themselves. And so when we're working with Virgo energy, we're working on this return to wholeness. Um, and wholeness is you know, kind of a broad or, or high level concept, but what it can look like is integration and reintegration of the parts of ourselves, our souls, our identities that we've kind of lost or forsaken along the way. It asks us to reclaim those parts of ourselves, to reintegrate them, to come back to that space of feeling whole, of feeling complete on our own. That is a really big part of being able to honor and work with Aries energy, like really defining who we are, knowing ourselves. Some of that is to reintegrate these, these, these parts of ourselves that, again, maybe um, we felt embarrassed by in the past. Maybe others have criticized or judged. Maybe um, they just didn't fit in with our relationships or our communities. Now it's time to say, I don't really care <laughs> um, if, if other people like this part of me. I don't really care if other people get this part of me or understand it or value or appreciate it. It's part of me, so I need to reclaim it. I need to reintegrate it so that I can work with it in a way that it feels good for me, so I can honor that part of myself, so I cannot feel like I'm hiding some part of myself. That's part of working with Virgo energy and working with this Mars in Virgo. Another piece of working with Virgo is releasing, shedding, detoxing, cleansing ourselves of the stuff that isn't us, the identities we've taken on from others. Again, these social roles that we've stepped into that aren't actually true to who we are. They're not actually part of our wholeness. They're excessive. They feel like extra weight. They weigh us down. Um, that's part of working with the Virgo energy as well, this Mars and Virgo energy. It encourages us to detox our 
bodies, our minds, our souls, our emotional bodies of things that we've collected from others, that we've absorbed from others. Um, it's time to really, you know, just just shake that off, shed that, let it go, heal the the parts of ourselves that that have been, you know, wounded by others or um you know, the, the parts of us that have been kind of disembodied, you know, like it's, it's all about just coming back into our fullness, coming back into our wholeness, letting go of the stuff that's not true to who we are so that we can be these whole beings as we're moving into this Aries North node. Such a key part of, of honoring ourselves, knowing who we are, is to come back to ourselves, to come back to our wholeness. Um, I mentioned earlier that discernment piece is so key, working with that discernment that Virgo offers, because Libra tends to want to say, yes to things and um, especially things that others need or others want or others desire um there's there's this natural kind of default desire to say yes because it also reduces the likelihood of conflict if we say no we might end up in a space of conflict we might end up with someone not liking us if we say no and so with Mars and Virgo, like we really have to be discerning, like what is a true yes for us? Not just the default yes, because we want to be liked, because we want to get along, because we want to be easy, we want to be pleasing to others. Um, but what's a true yes for us? What does that feel like in our bodies? What does that feel like in our souls? Um, and then being comfortable saying no to everything else. That's that's kind of the, the biggest growth opportunity, the biggest lesson that we have, or one of the biggest ones um, with that Virgo Mars and um, that we're going to be working with through late August. And then, of course, as Mars moves into Libra, we're going to have kind of this quagmire where the south node is in Libra, and so is the ruling planet of the north node. Um, and so in September and, um, you know, early into early October, we're going to be working with this Mars in Libra alongside the south node in Libra. Um, and so that's going to be a really powerful opportunity to figure out how to be both diplomatic and strategic and understanding and somewhat yielding while also really honoring our own truth. Um, and so it's it's no small order <laughs> um, to, to be working with Mars and Libra while we're also working with the South Node in Libra. Um, but it does give us a powerful opportunity to learn how to work with that relationship-driven energy that that Libra brings, that that part of us that wants to get along, that wants to work well with others, um, along with the part of us that recognizes how important it is to be independent, to individuate, to know who we are, to be selfish on some some level, um, and ask for what we need and and take what we need from life, right, at times. And so again, with Mars entering into Libra and being there um, into early fall, we're going to be, or early fall in the Northern Hemisphere, um, we're going to be working with kind of this interesting interplay and this interesting balance of, of you know, really 
figuring out how to both assert ourselves and stand up for ourselves and all of that within the realm of relationships, while also, you know, acknowledging that part of conflict is also knowing when it's time for peace, that part of, you know, asserting ourselves while being in relationships is also allowing others to assert themselves, is also allowing for some level of compromise, but not just defaulting to compromise. This is about entering into and engaging in conflict and reaching a compromise at the end of it, having the difficult discussions, having the difficult conversations, and then getting to a better place at the end. That's kind of the way that we're going to be working with Mars in Libra, um, while the, the south node is also there in Libra, and so on, as we move through the different signs of the zodiac over the next year and a half with Mars, those are going to be areas where there are major growth opportunities that relate to our evolution right now. Um, so again, looking at where Mars is moving through in your birth chart as it's moving around the zodiac, around the celestial wheel, um, noticing if it's making conjunctions or other aspects. And conjunctions, basically in a birth chart, it'll look like a transiting planet like Mars, just passing over a planet in your birth chart. Um, I could do a whole podcast episode on the different aspects, and maybe I will at some point, um, but you can also do a quick Google search and, and you can learn more about what conjunctions are, what squares are, opposition, some of these major aspects that you might feel with Mars transiting around your birth chart. Um, and again, we're looking to Mars for evolutionary growth, for a way out of stuckness, for a way to break free from karmic patterns. That's what Mars will be pointing toward um, over the next year and a half. So following that planet will be really helpful, will be really key as we're working with this North Node in Aries. Okay, so before I close, I just want to make a few more quick notes about some big transits that are happening between the North and South node um, in, in Aries and Libra and other planets in the sky in the coming months, because we'll likely feel these as a major part of our evolutionary growth, our evolutionary strategy um, in the coming months. So one of those is that Pluto, which recently moved back into Capricorn, is going to be squaring, making this tense 90 degree aspect to the north and south nodes through early December. And Pluto's already been in a square aspect with the north and south nodes, but, but now it's just kind of... Um, you know, impacting a slightly different journey. It's impacting this Aries-Libra axis versus the Taurus-Scorpio axis where the nodes were before. So we've already been working with a Pluto square. This isn't anything new per se. Um, it's just that the flavor of it is changing a little bit in the coming months. And so with Pluto squaring the nodes, um, both in a birth chart and um, by transit, we're looking at um, basically a, a challenge, kind of this external challenge that we might experience that might bring us into a place of fear, um, that might pull us into, again, kind of this catastrophic 
thinking. Um, Pluto is associated with Scorpio. It's it's one of the planetary rulers of that sign. We've been working with Pluto as the planetary ruler of the south node in Scorpio for a good year and a half. So we've already been kind of pulled into some of the more intense, compulsive, complex, um, scary, upsetting, destabilizing energies um, of Pluto. Um, but right now with it squaring the north and south node, there's also an emphasis on, you know, if we want to move toward this Aries north node, if we want to be brave, if we want to make change in our lives, if we want to be unapologetically ourselves, if we want to be, um, if we want to feel comfortable taking risks and trying new things, like really leaning into that Aries courage, the, the trailblazer, pioneering side of Aries, and we have to reclaim and reintegrate this Pluto energy right now. And Pluto brings us our power, but we have to kind of go through um, the underworld. We have to confront fears. We have to confront unconscious psychic content and patterns that keep us stuck, that keep us afraid, that keep us um, limited, that keep us disempowered. We have to confront all of those things before we can step into our power. And how powerful would it be <laughs> to, to really lean into and claim that Plutonian power as we're working with this bold, daring, courageous, inspired Aries energy, this Aries North Node. Um, it could be such a, a useful tool to us to really um, to really work with this Pluto energy as we're moving in this direction of, of Aries. But at the same time, it could be really easy <laughs> to get caught up in the fear, to feel disempowered, to stay in a place where we're we're playing small, um, where we're kind of hiding from shadows and afraid to look around the corner. Like it can pull us really easily into a space of Libra overthinking, of Libra indecision, of, you know, hiding out in relationships and partnerships instead of going after what we really want. Pluto can totally do that too. Um, so it's really going to be this balance of can we, you know, overcome the fears that keep us small, that keep us afraid of going after what we want, of being who we truly are, um, in order to, to claim that, that selfhood that Aries is calling us toward. Since Pluto's in Capricorn in particular right now, um, Capricorn and Libra have a few qualities in common. Um, and one of those is that they tend to be in their shadow form. They tend to really seek external approval and validation. Again, a theme that came up with Libra is not uncommon for folks who are working with, um, or for all of us, when we're working with this shadow Capricorn quality. And Capricorn is so focused on status, on reputation, on social approval, because those things are, are safe. They're, they provide security and stability in this material world. Um, if others don't see us as you know, respected members of society, 
maybe we won't be able to make the money we need to survive. These are the kinds of fears that come up with Capricorn. Um, and then of course, Libra is, is, you know, also looking to receive social approval, um, to be loved, um, by being pleasing and agreeable to others and so on. And so with, um, you know, this, this square from Pluto in Capricorn to the South node in Libra, it would be really easy to allow this desire to be, um, respected by others, um, and to, to be seen as maybe successful um, by others and to maybe also, again, not rock the boat, um, to kind of go with the status quo um, in order to be loved, to be approved of, and also to experience stability because there can be this fear, again, that that if we tarnish our reputation in any way with Pluto and Capricorn, that it's going to have catastrophic consequences. Whereas that Aries North node is saying, become the authority and, and author of your own life. Like allow that Capricorn energy to move you into a space of self-approval, of self-respect, of self-sovereignty. Um, and and you know, kind of take your power back from societal expectation and whatnot. Um, and so so that's kind of the direction that the Aries North Node is pulling us in. But again, there's going to be this equal and, and opposite pull coming in from the South Node that's that's um, leaning a little bit too hard into the approval of others and allows fear to take over, that fear that if we're not approved of, you know, things are going to be really bad for us. That's going to be a fear that we're confronting. Whereas the Aries North Node says, like, just try it. Just try going after what you want. Just try being who you are. Maybe there will be a whole new group of people out there who are even more important to who you are and what you're here to do, who totally approve of you, who are inspired by you, who want to be like you and emulate you. Maybe that's what happens when you step into your authority, when you claim that, when you claim your power, when you move in that direction of authentic selfhood and being true to yourself and not worrying if other people will like you or not. So that's that's a big energy we're going to be working with um, from now until early December of this year. Supporting us in this um, kind of no... <laughs> no worries given <laughs> mindset um, is going to be Eris. And so Eris is making a conjunction with the North Node in Aries. Um, Eris is a dwarf planet named after a warrior goddess in Roman mythology. Um, and she is, is all about... Um, kind of similar to Aries, like getting really comfortable with who we are, um, with advocating for ourselves, standing up for ourselves, and also advocating and standing up for others, especially others who have maybe been disenfranchised, looked over, not given a seat at the table. Um, Eris really has kind of a a soft spot for the underdog and championing the underdog um, because excuse me, she often tends to feel like the underdog. She often tends to feel like someone who's looked over, who's maybe not given the respect or the, um, 
yeah, the approval that, that she deserves. And so when we're working with the North Node conjunct Eris, um, which will be in like September through early December of this year, we're going to be um, experiencing kind of a, a an extra dose of getting comfortable with um with advocating for ourselves, with standing up for ourselves, coming into our warrior nature, um, and and again being okay with ruffling some feathers, with rocking the boat, um, and with others not liking us because of it. And Eris's myth, she doesn't get invited to this big party because she tends to have a difference of opinion. She tends to create discord where she goes. Um, and Aries and Eris are both saying like have that difference of opinion anyways. If it's true to who you are, this isn't just about being a rabble rouser. This is about, you know, having an opinion, having a belief, um, standing up for something that's true to who you are. That's this Aries, Aries energy that we're going to be working with. And, um, and yeah, so so that's going to be kind of supporting us as we're working with this Pluto square. We've also got Eris saying like, here's an added dose of, of warrior energy to help you um, with this process. Eris will be retrograde this whole time, which means there may be some old wounds that come up for us that we have to confront and heal as we're working with this North Node Eris conjunction. Um, and Eris wounds look like memories of being left out, memories of being isolated, memories of saying something that other people didn't like and having them... Um, either avoid us or ignore us or kind of devalue us um, in the process. And so we may have memories of, again, being kind of isolated from a group of people. We may have memories of a friend, a colleague, um, or maybe like a, a full team within the workplace um, kind of seeing us in a more negative light after we stand up for ourselves, after we stand up for others, after we, um, you know, do something that rocks the boat, after we point out that the emperor has no clothes. That's kind of heiress energy, right? It's honest. It's real. It's raw. It's dark goddess energy. Um, but but that's an energy that we're going to be working with, <clears throat> excuse me, um, as this, this conjunction comes together. And especially when it's retrograde, it could bring up some old wounds, some old experiences when we tried to step into our Aries energy, when we tried to step into our, our warrior goddess energy and it didn't work out so well for us. So we might have to heal those as part of the process of moving forward. Um, but, you know, healing's all part of the game. So um, don't let that dissuade you. And then speaking of healing, um, the only other aspect I want to talk about right now with the North and South Node is that that North Node in Aries will also be moving toward a conjunction with Chiron, the wounded healer, next February. And so um, as we, we start to move towards this conjunction, as the North Node moves closer to Chiron, again, healing is going to be on the agenda old wounds surrounding that inner warrior, surrounding our independence, our individuation, our anger, um, all of these Aries themes that have come up. Um, we're going to be really doing some, some strong and powerful healing work um, in order to be able to continue moving forward with the new beginnings this North Node in Aries calls for, um, with the 
um, self-actualization that it calls for and so on. So just kind of knowing that that's on the horizon um, is going to be really helpful as we move through the coming months. If there are wounds that come up that seem a bit more stubborn than others, just know that when the North Node comes together with Chiron, that could be a really powerful time to kind of continue that healing work. We'll do the best we can for now, but, but there's also um, some help on the horizon. Okay, that's a lot of information about this nodal axis change, about the North Node in Aries, the South Node in Libra. I hope it's helpful for you in the coming months, in the coming year and a half. Um, I personally have found working with the North and South Node to be so instrumental and so key to my personal growth. Um, and, and also like really coming into my personal happiness. It was a big part of what inspired me to come become an evolutionary astrologer, to pursue this path in the first place, to overcome my Libra South node anxiety around um, others not understanding me, about others not liking me to pursue this path as well. And so I, I hope that this supports you and, and helps you in becoming more of who you are as well. Um, so thank you so, so much for tuning in. I love getting to talk about this topic. And if you enjoyed it too, I'd love to hear from you. If you have questions about this North and South node axis that we're going to be working with or anything that I covered today, please feel free to reach out to me. I have my information in the episode notes. Um, and you can also connect with me over social media at North Node Coach or at Karmic Imprints. I respond to messages and um, comments and everything on both of those. And yeah, thank you again. I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your week, a wonderful summer if you're in the Northern Hemisphere and winter in the Southern. And I'll look forward to connecting with you all again soon for an interview next time with one of my favorite healers. Okay, take care everyone and have a beautiful day. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Karmic Imprints podcast. If you'd like to check out more episodes, you can tune in over Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other major podcasting services, and hit the subscribe button to keep up with new content as it comes in. Thank you again for tuning in. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you.